Welcome everyone to Live Loud and Launder, the bi-weekly podcast talking about everything from band camp and beyond. This week we have with us the Brook and the Bluff, a smooth rock group from Birmingham, Alabama that started out as a party group and they are now recording songs and going on live tours. We are going to be playing one of their release songs, uh, Straws, before we get into the interview, so enjoy. I couldn't take another straw. Uh, we're here with the Brook and the Bluff. Um, we have John Canada, who is the drums and vocals, and we have Alec Bolton, who is the lead guitarist and vocals, and then we have the lead vocalist, keys, and guitar player, Joseph Seton. Um, did I say that right? Or Satine. No? Satine. That's a beautiful last name, by the way. Um, so how are you guys doing? I know you guys are touring right now, and I know that's pretty hectic, I'm sure. Well, yeah. yeah, so, like, by touring, I guess that means, We just got like, back from a tour. Yeah, yeah. we got back from a, oh. we got back from a two-week tour, uh, that was in, like, August, and, but basically, we're just, like, playing most every weekend, so, you know, we, uh, during the week, we, like, work, uh, we, uh, teach music lessons and whatnot, and then during the weekends, we go out and play, uh, play shows so I, mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of like a, per, a, a perpetual weekend yeah. touring Tour, yeah. yeah yeah but yeah yeah so you guys came to Asheville yeah yeah, yeah. is that how you heard about us uh I have a friend named Kayla and she she told me about you guys she's into really crazy indie artists like I am and oh cool uh, she said yeah she's getting it she's into like soft smooth uh soul rock recently okay. and uh sounds so. yeah sounds familiar yeah <laughs> So you guys came. You guys came to Asheville. What brought you guys over to Asheville? Well, yeah, I have I have a good friend that lives there and plays in a couple of bands there. Shout out, um, Will. Yeah, Will Peterson. So when we were, um, well, I think we played a one-off show there one time mm-hmm. earlier in what was that last spring? Or yep, in the spring in we played spring. at the Altamont Theater. Yeah, Altamont like Theater. Um, we played with my friend Will's band, uh, Triptych Soul was the name. We ended up going back through there on our tour up the East Coast uh, in August and played with them again. Um, well, I guess we end, we didn't end up playing with them, but we played at the same place mm-hmm. where we're supposed to. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of a hectic, it was uh, a hectic thing. last minute show in, in, in Asheville. We were like going to play at the Altamont Theater again, but then they, uh, through a series of, you know, just mishaps the day of the show they had to cancel it but thankfully it got moved yeah. to another venue and it worked out great so where'd you guys play right next door at the uh foggy mountain brew pub so yeah it was just like it, <laughs> it was, was like a smaller okay, show okay. i got some friends who've been to the the pub before yeah so it's, it's, it's a good place up there like it. so yeah we yeah. love we love that super cool town though yeah. yeah Asheville is the place for culture and 
libertarianism. A lot of people don't know this, um, especially maybe the people who follow you guys know that you guys were a party band beforehand. And what a party band is essentially is someone who uh, is a band that you would hire for weddings and uh, other sorts of gigs like that. And you, they play co- they play cover songs. I mean, I saw your guys' list of cover songs. It's massive. Um, I feel like you guys can, you know, play five hours with all the stuff that you guys have. My question is, how has the transition from being uh, that to starting to write original content been? And um, what made you guys want to start writing original content? Uh, so I don't, I don't know. For me, this is Joseph, um, and I do the, like, I, I write the melodies and the lyrics and stuff um, and, like, basic little chord progressions. Um so for me, it was never really a transition. Like, I've been writing since I was 16. So um, that has always been the end goal. It was just, like, where we were and, like, the, the just kind of, like, the the hand that we were dealt, like, at a certain time kind of forced us into starting as a, as a band that just played covers because where we were, like, we went to college at Auburn, and that's where we me and Alex started playing together. So um, they don't really... I'm not like hating on the scene or anything, but like they don't really value original music. I don't know. Drunk yeah. college kids want to hear just what they already know so they can yell it and be drunk, and that's cool. Like that's college, whatever. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you if, if you want to get a gig in Auburn, you got to play for three hours. It's and three hours, we and like not have three hours of original no. music. <laughs> and it was just us two, like acoustic duo. So, um, so yeah. it started there, and then like once we once John came on, we just kind of kept doing it because. Um, it's a, it's like a, it's almost like a side hustle. It's like a, it's a way to bring yeah, in some mm-hmm. extra money. Yeah. So. Being a cover in like a wedding band is just a really efficient way to make money and finance what you're trying to do with your original music. Cause you know, yeah. <clears throat> you can play a wedding and make just as much money as you might make, you know, working a part-time job all week. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, so it's just a, it a also, really great way. It also teaches you how to play shows yeah. mm-hmm. on stage. Like, yeah. Play more. Like we had had hundreds of cover shows before we had ever played our first original show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're it helps way you play better, better together. Yeah, yeah. Like you just learn how to yeah. play with each other. It's yeah. So it's still yeah. a pretty big part of our uh, of of like what we do. It's just like you know the end goal and like what most yeah. of what you'll it's see just, online. It's not is, our priority uh, anymore. The originals. Just, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's it's good that you guys are doing that because um I I, I talk to people who you know uh, they have regular jobs and then their band is like their their sort of side project. You guys have kind of made music you know your lives in in, in a lot of ways. Um, do you guys have regular jobs besides music, or is that is that all you got? So we all teach we all teach private lessons, which mm-hmm. kind of goes, you know. It's like it's technically music. It's not like you know performing your original music, but it mm-hmm. it complements the uh, the lifestyle of a musician pretty well. Um, so yeah, we do that, and um, yeah. honestly, yeah, doing doing the Which weddings and the job, but yeah. you know <laughs> selling merch and whatnot. They kind of all all those revenue streams kind of come together and make it work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Joseph, ri- Joseph, you said you write uh, all the songs. You like write the lyrics and the melodies. It's, it's it's kind of an interesting process. Like, um, I'll have most of the like basic ideas figured out, mm-hmm. and usually the lyrics, and then we I'll like bring it to them, and then we'll like I like I don't write the drum parts or like the lead guitar parts or anything like that. 
but I do like the overall structure of the song, I guess, and the lyrics and melodies and stuff like that. So where do, where does the inspiration for your lyrics come from? Like, uh, uh, is it does it come from your um, personal experiences? Uh, are you trying to tell a story? Um, well, so what do you what do you, what what do you want to what are you trying to attempt whenever it comes to uh, your music? Uh, it's uh, really a little bit of like all of the above. Like there's songs um, that I do that I have like intentionally like made created characters or like used some known characters and written stories about them. Um, and there are songs that are like directly based on things that I've like personally experienced. So um, I would say that all of them though, there is a common thread of like being personal because I base it all like everything that I write is based on things that I've kind of felt at a certain time or another, you know? So yeah. even if they're characters, it's still a little bit personal or there is a yeah, personal yeah. aspect to it. Yeah, and I think I think if you ask any artist, they'll say that they write from a personal standpoint. I, 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 it's hard to find anyone who's creative who doesn't write from what they know because you want to you wanna usually write what you know because if not, you're going to you won't have the same feeling, you know, like you can write a blues song, but if you never felt sad a day in your life or had any struggle, you're not going to really have the soul there. You know, you can write a country song, but if you never drank a cold one with the boys, <laughs> uh, very true. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. If you don't crack open a cold with the boys, mm-hmm. <laughs> make a train, take a dirt road with that F-150. There's a formula to everything that you can follow. Obviously, I mean, it's easy. It can be easy to write songs that are simple, um, but obviously, you guys, by your lyrics and your um, your guitar parts and your solos and uh, your drums, you guys obviously aren't making stuff this simple. Um, I appreciate what you guys do. Uh, it's very soul. It's very soulful. I would. I personally would call it soul rock. Soul rock. Soft rock. Um, it's because. It's very mellow. It's just a nice, nice tone. It's, it's, I don't know. Uh, were you guys going for that? Or did it just kind of, yeah, did it just kind of come? Yeah. I mean, I, or that's just kind of what happened. I don't even know. Yeah. Writing. Yeah. yeah. It was like we well, were that's... going for anything. We just kind of like, those are the songs that came out yeah. after, yeah. you know, based on our influences, you know? Yeah. 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 So yeah. when, like, the songs were written, like, most of them four or five years ago. Um, so they just kind of all fit into. They're more or sound. They're more influenced by what I was listening to then, and that was more stuff like Alabama Shakes and, uh, I guess like still some John Mayer. Like anyone who's good at guitar loves John Mayer. Yeah, and it works so. for me. Like Frank Ocean is my absolute favorite artist, and they have they're super cool. They're super tight, so it like kind of validates my love for John Mayer in a way. <laughs> it makes me feel better about yeah, it. They're tight, yeah, cool. they're tight. Like they've yeah. been on each other's albums and uh, things like that. So. Who who are what are artists that you're inspired by, either locally or um, globally? Let's see. What's well, kind of funny? I feel like all three of us like we just we we don't listen to the same music. Like yeah. Joseph sticks <laughs> to true. you know Frank Ocean, hip hop, R and B, SZA, SZA. Okay, well yeah, that's a common thread. SZA, you know. Bonnie Bear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Me, John, I, you know, I stick to main, like, I, I like a lot of pop, uh, even, like, musical theater, like, Sarah Bareilles and Ben Folds are, like, two of my favorites. Uh, ben Folds is a North Carolina, um, yeah, he is. native. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I, yeah, we I, I love, to, I love his stuff. Weird. Yeah. When yeah. we were in North Carolina and they were talking about North Carolina. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> I'm more into the rock, like Incubus and Chili Peppers and 90s grunge music and that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. Very different. Yeah. But I'll say, but like, I, we, but I like all the stuff they listen to, yeah. too. But yeah. We've got a lot of friends that we like, that we play with, that we really love. Like, um, we're about to go this, this month, we're going and playing a bunch of shows with Carver Commodore, and I love them. They're some of my favorite people ever. Uh, Rock band out of Florence. Yeah, out of Florence, Alabama. We've had some shows. It's not. It's a, It's kind of like different genres. But um, Jordy Cersei is also somebody that we really um, like. Have a really close relationship with, and we love him. And mm -hmm. we played a bunch him. of shows with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just and yeah. And now I know there's all different types of music everywhere, obviously. But um, is there is there a lot of like soul music in Alabama? Because um, I. I love this artist. I don't know if you guys know them. They're from there uh, called um, uh, St. Paul and the Broken oh, Bones. Yeah. I don't know if you guys ever heard oh, yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah for sure. sure. Yeah, and yeah. they're very soulful. And so, like, all the bands that I've heard personally from Alabama are these soul bands. Like, you guys aren't soul. I mean, you guys aren't, like, strictly soul, but you guys have that feeling to you. Yeah, that's definitely been the scene, too, around, <coughs> around Birmingham specifically and, like, just that. Yeah, for for the, for a, for a while, and it's definitely been inspiring seeing those bands like them come up and get big from Alabama, from like you know right around where we're from. Yeah, I mean St. Paul yeah, yeah. is right here in Birmingham. He just reminds me of the old times style feel. Yeah, it's yeah. like a throwback, kind of like Leon Bridges. Even though I think, uh, yeah. well, I mean, not really like that, but both of them kind of like took this you know modern day and just like they just did a huge throwback and it's just kind of. Yeah, kind of takes you back to the 60s, 50s, 60s. Yeah, well, a lot of people say Gary Clark Jr. is doing that, but I think his blue stuff sounds... I think his blue stuff sounds a little bit more rock-like to me. His is like my opinion. blues rock, yeah. So, well, that's good to know that the influence around Birmingham is diverse, but it seems to have that kind of soul based around there. So you guys you guys are... um putting out an album, a self-titled one, right? Uh, there's actually not a um, like specific release date on it yet. We're just kind of taking our, I mean, you know, we don't want to take too much time, but we're kind of figuring out the best, uh, the best way to mix and produce an album after you've tracked it, basically. So we're kind of in that, in that process right now, but I don't think it's going to be too much longer. So it's not going to be like a, it's not gonna just be this like huge like you know half a year wait it'll be out in the next few months I'd say so 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 on the SoundCloud there's uh, rush straws and mask and then there's uh, a little change of pace uh, are we're going to see all four of those on the next album yeah so yeah I guess the uh, the rough cuts with a little change of pace and straws and rush mm -hmm. There, those are some like acoustic recordings and then we have um we have like a version out there of straws you know uh rush was the first single from the album um yeah it's kind of a just a an amalgamation of of tunes out there but soon it's just going to be a just a package just yeah, one album of, yeah. of like those plus like four more so so yeah mm -hmm. you know so now we're uh, since we're talking about the album, uh, who, how did you guys record uh, your stuff live? Because it sounds wonderful. Are you um, talking about uh, so, mask? 
Well, it says you guys have both straws and mask labeled as live recordings. So we kind of just like got in a room. It was a, they were both in studios. Mm -hmm. like oh yeah, studios. like in studios. Like that's live in the studio, not like live in concert. So but it's, it's live as in like okay. you mic'd everything up and then and then just played, played it, it in a room and then went at it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then after you play it live, you can kind of you know you can, you adjust, can adjust levels, levels and stuff. You know, yeah, all that. And so, you know, I think it, I I think that was a really cool way to record something. Just kind of like get in a room and play it rather than track things one by one mm -hmm. and so we really like the ways the way that those came out you know what i find the uh, the most amazing about uh small groups and local groups is that every small group that i've talked to so far you they always seem to go back to the roots of music um too much is going on nowadays with uh with post-production and all that. And, and I, and I appreciate it because it allows our music to sound clear and it allows artists to express themselves better. But I mean, the way you guys recorded straws and mask, uh, it's just how people used to do it back in the day. It's not really, you know, anything different or new. It's just, uh, you guys are going back to the old time, like, Hey, we're just going to get into the recording studio and go yeah, at yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be on, like we, we actually had an experience a couple weekends ago where we uh, recorded uh, a song to an eight track tape machine uh, with uh, a new producer in Nashville and it was kind of like an experimental weekend but shout out to Tanner, shout out to Tanner Jacobson yeah he's the man uh, the hot drip Instagram account <laughs> like a lot of um, but um, <laughs> but no so he he gave us like a really genuine authentic experience recording the tape and like you know absolute like i mean like you know no tuning or anything like overdubs like the the drums had like two mics on them so it was a real throwback feel yeah. um so that was a cool experience so with this new album uh let's talk gear for a second and recording so the first part is um what is everyone playing with and the second part is where have you guys recorded what studios are you using um are you guys mixing it yourselves are you having someone mix it uh those kind of things <laughs> okay, so gear-wise, Alec. You know? uh, yeah, I mean, I can start. You want to know, like, what kind of amps and pedals I'm using? Yeah, everything. Let's, let's hear. All right. Well, I'm using. First of all, I use a Fender American Stratocaster Deluxe, um, which is kind of my workhorse that I play most of the shows with. And then I also play a Music Man uh, or Ernie Ball Music Man. Valentine is what it's called. It's basically a mix between a uh, Telecaster and a Gibson ES. Um, so those are the two guitars I use in the album. And then I'm going through a Mesa amp. Um, Mesa Express 550, to yeah. be exact. Metal. Metal. No, it's a, it's a sweet amp, though. And then I'm using... I use, like, very minimal, like, amount of pedals, but it's... A, uh, a, if we want to get real detailed, a TC Electronics Nova Drive <laughs> for my distortion overdrive sounds. And then a, uh, the other one, main one, is just like a compression pedal and a delay pedal and a, and a reverb pedal. Um, and that's pretty much it. What about the Afterneath? The Afterneath, yeah. The Afterneath is the reverb pedal, which, like, changed my life. I think people who um, listen to your guys' stuff will obviously see that Definitely in the guitar parts, you're not using much uh, distortion. It's a very nice, clean sound with the guitar. And 
Is that what you wanted? Like, did you like you go into this and you're like, listen, I don't want too much distortion here. Uh, just do you think it sounds better? Why why'd you decide? Yeah, like the songs we have don't need much besides on the solos, which I use overdrive and distortion. Um, the rhythm, <coughs> like everything else I'm playing is mostly rhythm guitar, and it doesn't need that much. Um, but it's interesting. I found that the more live shows we've played, the more I crank the gain up. And the more, the dirtier it's gotten, just because it brings a lot more energy to the shows. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, if you see us live, you'll notice my guitar is a lot, it's a lot bigger and, and dirtier sounding than the album. Um, which just gives you a much more, I don't know, it's a much bigger experience. John, what's your setup? What are you, what are you playing drums there with? What, what, drums you, what drum set are you playing? I'm playing a... It's, it's, it's a company called Tai, T-A-Y-E. I think they have since they're, you know, since I bought them, I don't think they're making drums anymore. Uh, I got them in okay. eighth grade and they have super served me. Super vintage. Eighth grade. <laughs> yeah. We're talking like 2007. Talking 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got them in eighth grade and they have just served me so well. Super yeah. Well. They're, they're like a, you know, a, a natural color. Uh, super awesome but you know you know so it's been a while it's probably been like 10 years or more i can't count i don't know um but so i'm thinking soon here i'm gonna be selling those and i have my eye on a new set i might go for something like uh cnc is a great brand right. um, you don't you don't want natals what you don't want natals or what do they call it natl uh, ATL. You know, I don't know if I've ever think, heard of those. We got a sweet Ruther right here. <laughs> yeah. I've heard. I've heard. I don't. I don't know if that's the actual name. Um, but a lot of like uh prog metal bands are using it right now. Oh, yeah. See, uh, that's what we need. You know, it would we go. Well with I, I'm not saying that you guys are prog metal. I'm just saying like uh, you know. Um, I don't. I don't know if they're called natals or I forgot what they're called, but um, I'm probably getting it wrong. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I didn't like. Did I don't. Get, oh, I didn't like choose my you know drums like Throw you know so very intricately you know it was just like a a set that has been <laughs> serving me well but yeah. So so you're you're you recorded an entire album with drums you got back when you're two uh, back in two thousand seven. Yeah. So. Wow, that's that's pretty dope. Not gonna lie. New heads though, you know that's. Yeah, obviously, obviously, yeah, obviously the heads are different. I mean, I didn't think that you were still playing with the same heads because that'd be imp that would sound terrible. That would god awful. You can only you can only you can only you can only tune drum heads so much to where to where you've worn them out. Yeah, yeah. All right, and um, what about you, Mister Joseph? Yeah. Uh, so for playing, we used um, on the album. It's a Hammond organ. That was at Bates Brothers where we tracked everything, um, and I used the Hammond with for most of the songs that there's keys on, and then the uh, Rhodes. I think it was like a a real yeah, old like '72 Rhodes or something like that. That also was at the studio that we were, that we tracked at. Um, so yeah, at the vocal mic, I think it was a uh, we did we tracked vocals in a different place. SB7. What was that? I think it was sure. a sure. It's like a, yeah. I think it's a SB. It's a SB fifty seven or SB fifty eight or something like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's what we use for that. Um. We actually just did. 
throwing it back to this week or this past weekend, we did um we did this new song and I used one of the mics that Stevie Nicks used to use all the time. You used a Hammond organ. Maybe that's why I personally am hearing a lot of like soulfulness in your song. Yeah, on Rush, that's a Hammond for sure. On Rush. Uh, you know, Hammond organ's been around since, you know, before gospel. And, you know, gospel singers would uh, play on the Hammond and the piano a lot. And so, uh, you know, obviously soul came from gospel and, you know, influences upon influences there. One question I that one question I need to ask, obviously, is um, out of the out of the four of you guys, um, is anyone classically trained in singing? I feel like Joseph is, uh, just because you you hit you hit runs and falsettos like it is nobody's business. Alec can't do those like, falsettos. <laughs> <laughs> you call me out for it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, Joseph is. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I did. That's what I had studied All in school. All the falsetto runs are me. <laughs> I did music yeah. ed at Auburn when we were at, when we were in okay. school, and I was like a voice student. So yeah, I have, I, w- I was yeah, I'm classically trained, I guess technically. Yeah. yeah. Joseph teaches yeah. voice too, so he teaches other people how to be good. <laughs> I try. <laughs> well, it's a you have a very beautiful voice for for, uh, I mean, that's it. That's all I can say. Like, there's nothing else to say about it. It's just whenever whenever I hear Saint Paul. Uh, you, or when it, whenever I hear you guys, I guess I'll I guess I'll talk about you guys instead of them. Uh, <laughs> no, shout out, same I, I, You get that? You get that? Um, have you ever got that feeling when listening to music that kind of like, oh, oh shit, like that kind of like that um cathartic kind of like release of like all your stress. Um, I, I think whenever, <laughs> whenever, whenever you hear something that's just so smooth and so and so wonderful, it's like uh, it just takes you somewhere else. And uh, I feel like when I when I when I hear the with the everything put together, and then that falsetto comes in and the run goes all the way up, it's like ah, oh, this that's that feeling. And uh, so I, I gotta congrat I gotta congratulate you on that, man. <laughs> Thanks. Pretty, I appreciate your, it. Your 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 college was well spent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out, Doctor Powell. Shout out to Doctor yeah, Powell, <laughs> Miss Doc, and Doctor Powell. So all you guys went to Auburn, or just two of you guys? All of us. All of us. Yeah, we all did. Or damn Smeagol. Did all did all you guys graduate from Auburn? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. yeah, went there and graduated. Thankfully. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it might Thankfully. not have been worth it if I didn't graduate. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you guys graduated from college. You guys got the band going. Um, you got songs that are being produced and mixed right now. Um, you guys got everything, you know, put together. Sometimes it feels like that. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, we've yeah. got, we've yeah. got step one. I mean, <laughs> yeah. step one has been you put know. together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's very day to day. Yeah. A lot of people would say that you guys have it put together. I mean, you you know, you're not struggling. You're not starving artists, I'm sure. Not, yeah, um, not, yeah, not, not yet. Not yet. Not today. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> not <close>. yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see about tomorrow, but <laughs> yeah. No, no, I will say it has, been, it has gone well. Like we've been, what well, we've been playing original shows. Like we played our first original show like December of 2016. So like, yeah, it's just been awesome. Like the amount of people that have heard our original songs and how many how how many people enjoy it. And we're just hoping that like with each thing that we put out, it just gets better and better. Uh, so. so- are you guys hoping to get onto a record label with this album, or are you guys um, going to sway away from that for now? I don't know yet. Yeah. We're not, we're not shopping it right now. Yeah. 
yeah. I mean, if it's like the right one, then yeah. But honestly, like n- nowadays, I feel like you can do you can do to a certain point you can do a lot on your own, you know. Yeah. And then mixing maybe a record label could take you from like that point to the next one, but I feel like we're we've been able to do a good amount on our own, and we're gonna keep doing it. And you know, someone until we reach a point where we someone like we yeah until else. we reach yeah. a point where we feel like we need you know some more help, but. We probably do need some more help. We just don't know it. Not not everyone needs more help. I mean, you guys are, are, are bound to figure it out, I'm sure. So what are you guys' plans for the future going? I mean, I know you guys got the album that you want to put out, but um, do you guys have any, like, five-year, ten-year plans, or are you guys just kind of going with the flow? Looking over the world. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. just kidding. Yeah. Uh, we are uh, we to Switzerland. And <laughs> to Switzerland. Yeah. Now that the uh, now that the U.S. is out of the World Cup. Oh, don't move. remind me. Um, Alec is heartbroken. I'm so heartbroken. Yeah. I'm sorry if his tone is a little somber mm-hmm. throughout the interview. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, this, we this are is taking my mind off it. <laughs> yeah. We are moving to Nashville. At the beginning of year. Cash beginning base. of 2018. So that'll be definitely a step towards the more like, you know, industry side of things, like talking about record labels and whatnot. I've, there's a lot of things going on in Nashville. Um, so after a year and a half in Birmingham, uh, just feels like the right move. Yeah. And that's yeah. the plunge into you're doing music 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Every day. So. All day. Well, I'm, I mean, Nashville has a concert every night, so you're bound to, you know... I mean, there's tons it, of concerts. Yeah, kinds. but it's not even the venues. It's tons the, of it's just fun. The, it's tons the music. of fun. It's the people. Yeah, the, pe- the people that are there day to day. So, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely the southern central for music. I mean, anyone who anyone who's in the south is going to Nashville. I mean, unless you're going to live in New York and go there or go to Chicago, like you're going to go to Nashville if you're from the south and trying to do music. Although there's a lot of people that are moving from L.A. to Nashville because they say that's the place to go. Really? That's what, uh, yeah, that's that's what, like, Les, I think, was saying. And uh, some other people that have lived in L.A. are, like, the yeah, newbie. Nashville's the Shout out LA. Les Newby. Yeah, Les Newby. L.A. is just way more expensive than Nashville, yeah. too. So. Yeah, I mean, Anything out west or up north is going to be more expensive. It's just it's just easier living, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard to buy three thousand, four thousand, five thousand dollars worth of equipment if you're paying, you know, two thousand dollars on rent every month or something. Screw that. Yeah, that's like one wedding. Mm-hmm. It's also close to home, yeah. which is nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, we'll be three hours from Birmingham, which doesn't feel like that far. It's not. You know, far. I think I think we'll be back pretty often because Birmingham has been so good to us and yeah. our music. So to close it out here, do you guys have any advice for those out there who are um, either struggling to get their feet off the ground or um, or just any just anyone who is looking to get into music but not sure where to start? Do you guys have any advice for them? I think it all starts with, no matter what, Yeah. A, it's all about the song, which is like, it's so important. That's what kind of attracted me to you know, playing with Joseph and Alec in the first place. They were a duo, this is John talking, but they were a duo before I joined, and the reason I joined is because when they just showed me these skeletons of a, of songs that they were working on, I knew how much, like, potential there was going to be in them. And there's just so much, there's so much power in, like, a really, a really good song. So 
that first and foremost, but I think like be, beyond that, just having a plan and like being organized. Uh, <laughs> Which know. is where John came in for us. <laughs> yeah, like using Google Drive. <laughs> no, but yeah. <laughs> Don't ever use Google Drive. <laughs> well, Please. Google Drive, I live and die by Google Drive. It's, it's great. to us. It's great. Yeah, you got to have I a guy in a man who has his master's in accounting mm -hmm. first. That's yeah. like then, the number one <laughs> yeah, advice. Thing. No, but yeah, you know, I'd say it starts with the song, and then in order to get that song out there, you just got to be... You gotta be organized and you gotta be smart and you really gotta, you gotta push it. So, mm -hmm. you know, just, you know, sitting down, putting in the legwork in, like, that's kind of what we did the first part of 2016. We just kind of figured out how do we do this? We got it. We got a lot of advice from like people already in the industry, just like, you know, how to pitch venues, how mm -hmm. to, you know. Coming up with a brand. Yeah. Like a brand and logo logo and it's kind of like a small marketing. business it is a business yeah. yeah um you know it's a creative business but uh you still gotta you still yeah. gotta have that type a party that you know keeps everything moving mm -hmm. um but yeah but it starts with the songs yep for you sure write good music yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> i mean or you could just go the kesher out but we're not going to talk about that. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's hey. true. Yeah, but then you got to have connections, big connections mm -hmm. in the industry. If you want to go that route. She made a 35 on her ACT. Smart, so yeah. Maybe that's why. I don't yeah, know. I mean, is she a type A person? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> K-E dollar sign, huh? Uh, hey. It works. You guys did a great cover of Red Bone, by the way. I am taken aback by it. Yeah, I was I was like, I was like, yo, this is uh, the dopest thing since uh, sliced bread. <laughs> nice. Well, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, we heard when we heard that song when it first came out. At least me and Joseph were like, yeah, we're covering that next show, no doubt. I mean, it just has such a it, it brings so many elements together, you know, like funkadelic rock. Um it's such it's such a great song and then you think that Childish Gambino isn't singing it. Uh, well, not that he's not singing it, but you think that he's singing it with like post production and then he did the live cover of it and everyone was like, "Well, damn." <laughs> uh, it's, it's 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 a good song, honestly. And I like how you guys uh, you know, take out the racial slurs and stuff and make it a right. nice well, clean tune. Right. It would be a little weird. Yeah, well, yeah duh. <laughs> duh. <laughs> Four white boys up there screaming. <laughs> not gonna yeah, ever not gonna do that. Work. No. Oh, you guys would be lynched tomorrow. Uh, to to wrap up, I'm just gonna say thank you guys so much for being on. Uh, thank you guys for you know just being a group, making good music. Uh, I feel like a lot of the popular world isn't good anymore. Um, you know, we just we just just it's just stuff thrown at us, and uh, I enjoy people who have heart and soul and put that into their music um it's nice to see artists who are classically trained um you know like all the rush guys used to be uh they all graduated um with music degrees and you know so it's good to see artists that are cl both classically trained and that are creating music that's just beautiful and in, in, in honesty so um thank you guys so much um i really hope that you guys uh, succeed in your future plans and I hope that uh, I hope I wish but nothing but growth and the best for you guys Man, thank, thank you thank you, thank oh. you. Mm -hmm. thanks for having us yeah, on I appreciate it yeah thank you everyone for listening I hope that you all have a wonderful week
Uh, keep enjoying music because that's what we are here for at Live Loud Laundered. Uh, remember, we have upcoming Pat Jr. in a few weeks, and at the end of the month for our final episode, we will have Rock. Um, so stay tuned for those. We will leave you now with another release song by The Broken the Bluff called Rush. Enjoy. Couldn't win, my hands are gone 